You're listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. Today, we're continuing our series on you and your Bible, and you can connect with us at The Open Bible Pod on Twitter, follow us on YouTube at The Open Bible Podcast, or if you have a question for us, send us an email to podcast at openbiblenj.org. I'm your host, Richard Moses, and again in the studio today, we have got the man himself, the lead pastor of Open Bible Baptist Church, George Riddell. Hey, it's great to be with you, Rich. I'm excited about this topic as well, how to study your Bible. Yeah, so last week in our first episode of this series, we looked at how to view your Bible. Today, we're going to look at how to study your Bible. There are five C's in how to study your Bible. And now a lot of us do Bible study in a different way. A lot of us get up early in the morning. Maybe you do it on the way to work, your commute into Philly. Uh, Maybe you do right before bedtime. Maybe you just find a few minutes at lunch on your break to be able to study the Bible. No matter what it is, we think that there's five universal truths that start all with letter C. We made sure they were alliterated, which was awesome um, because that's what every good pastor does. And uh, (laughs) because they're alliterated, they're going to be even more um, spiritual and they're going to be more helpful to you in your life today. Uh, So if you got a pen and paper or maybe you're taking notes on your phone, you're going to want to write these down um, because we think that they'll be very, very, very helpful to you. Pastor, when you study your Bible, um, do you ever find it difficult to, you know, know where to start? Well, uh, when I first started uh, studying my Bible, that was, that was true. Yeah, but now um, I have a pretty uh, systematic way that I go about it. So you think that there's probably a great importance to having a system to studying your Bible? Yes, I do. Uh, I think um, systems are good to be able to help us uh, accomplish what we want to do. Yeah, so I think that's a great point because we have systems for everything that's important to us in life sometimes except for the word of God. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have a system on how you get ready in the morning. You have a system for, okay, I'm going to go into work and punch my clock. And, you know, and all those things are important because if those things don't happen, you know, the bills don't get paid and, and the wife's not happy anymore. And you know, the old saying, a happy wife is a happy life. And there's so much truth to that, but listen, you know, so there's, there's importance to a system in, in all these areas of life that we would call commonalities. There ought to be a system on how to study the word of God. And a lot of times I think Christians don't start study the word of God because they just don't know where to start. Uh, they, they've never been taught. Okay. Here, here's how you go about it. You know? Yeah. And, um, I, th- I think that, uh, if you don't know how to do something, uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna dabble in it. Most people, most people really aren't going to try and figure it out on oh, their yeah. own. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, and, um, I don't know about you, but I like things easy and accessible. I'm a convenience guy. Yeah, I am with you. Uh, one of the things that was uh, very interesting to me growing uh, growing up in the South and living in the West for a while, moving out to the Northeast, the Northeast is all about their convenience. Um, and, um, you know, it's funny, the first time I went to a Wawa, I was like, Oh, I'm 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 not supposed to pump my gas. I, I didn't know this, <laughs> and I remember coming back to church and, and telling you, oh, so that's. He's like, yeah, man, it's fast, it's easy, and yeah. and it's just part of the convenient way of life. And, you know, it's like this. Uh, my parents, uh, I, you know, God bless them, you know, but they're not always uh, the most technologically savvy people. Um, and my dad, he works he works with technology all day every day. Um, but but it's funny, you know, sometimes he doesn't know how to log into to uh, you know iCloud on his Apple device. 
device, but he can work with millions of dollars of equipment, you know, because it's just, it's, it's totally different spectrums, you know what I mean? Uh, and so is your parents are the same way, you know, we, we talked about it. In fact, just the other day, we were talking about the, uh, the, the day that you got them the smartphone. Yeah. Um, and the Big mistake. And you said the travesty that that was. Um, and uh, and preacher and Miss Faith, if you're listening, we love you. Um, <laughs> and we're always going to be there to help you with those phones. Absolutely will. But you know, um, you had to teach them, right? Yes. You had to teach yes. them how to text. You had to teach them how to how to FaceTime. You had to teach them how to log into an iCloud account. Um, you know, even as as kids, you know, you had to be taught how to ride a bike. You had to be taught. Right now, my son, I'm teaching him how to dress himself. You know, how to pick your clothes out and and you know how to put the shirt on and put the socks on and, and we had to learn all those things. Um, and the word of God is no different. Um, studying the word of God is not something that just happens by chance, but it's something that you have to learn. When you were in school, what was your favorite subject? Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But like, let's say this, what was your favorite, what was your favorite academic subject? Oh, okay. Okay. There we go. Um, probably history. I really enjoyed, I, I enjoyed my uh, history class. Uh, but more than anything, I, I also like my um, accounting and typing mm-hmm. class. So let's just take history, for example. Um, history is basically memorization. Right. Um, you memorize dates. You mm-hmm. memorize names. You, nem- you memorize uh, pieces of legislation. Um, you memorize geography. All these things are things that you had to learn how to do. Yep. You had to learn how to sit in the classroom and, and absorb the information and then how to not only absorb that information, but here's where the best part comes in. You had to learn how to uh, uh, regurgitate that information onto a piece of paper in order to get an expected end of a grade. Correct. And we all know that you were an all-A student. And so um, since you were an all-A student, um, we know that you, know, you, you spent a lot of time studying. Uh, you spent a lot of time, in the, but when you're in kindergarten, you, you didn't know how to get an A on a ninth grade history test. Well, let me, let me go back and just correct something here. <laughs> I, I want to let all those who are listening, I never allowed my academics to interfere with my social life. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> and all the things that happened in your social life were all based <laughs> upon the word of God. Um, and, and so we, we know that to be true. Uh, so anyway, the point is, folks, the point is that just like in school, you got to start somewhere. And uh, in kindergarten, you're not expected to know anything that a ninth grader knows. Correct. But in ninth grade, you're expected to know a whole lot more than a kindergarten knows. Correct. It comes in the same aspect of studying the word of God. The longer you are saved, I believe personally, the more that you should know the word of God. And the greater time that you are saved, the greater responsibility you have in order to help others who are new in the faith know and study the word of God. Correct. And uh, like you said, we got five C's, but I'm going to throw you a curveball. We got six C's, actually. It's going to start off with this C. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Okay. Since we are, 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 we're a Bible-based podcast, right? Yeah. I think that we ought to say, well, why should I study the Word of God? Right. Because of the first C. It's commanded 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, I understand that it's specifically talking in that context to uh, from one pastor to another younger pastor, mm-hmm. but the principle there is very applicable to every single Christian. We are all workmen for Christ. Right. Um, uh, I just happen to be, and you just happen to be, a vocational, what I call a vocational Christian. Right. But all of us are full-time Christians. Yeah. So follow the command. I love that because it, it goes ties in directly to our first episode in this series, how to view your Bible. Uh, we looked at the Bible is good for what? Correction. 
correction. And so uh, 2 Timothy is a great example of correction. It says, hey, study to show yourself approved. What am I supposed to do? Study to show yourself approved to work but need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so today we're going to jump into five C's on how to follow that command effectively. But before we do, let's go to a break. All right, folks, it's that time in our podcast again. It's the Rich and Riddell Minute. On the Rich and Riddell Minute, we look at just everyday life and things that we would choose so that you can look uh, look into our lives a little bit and find out a little bit more about two guys that hopefully you love. Um, (laughs) All right, today on the Rich and Riddell Minute, we are going to do a classic, Pastor. We are going to play a little bit of Would You Rather. Oh, boy. So we got 60 seconds. Here we go, Pastor. uh, We'll go back and forth here. Would you rather eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for a week or have to eat pickled pig's feet pickled pig's feet it's hard to even say that pickled pig's feet for one meal uh peanut butter and jelly all week long all right when you're traveling would you rather fly or drive uh definitely fly if you could own one of these two companies would you rather own amazon or apple amazon because then i could purchase apple stuff oh man loophole all right here we go would you rather sit through a football game or a basketball game football all right if one had to go which one would go texting or email Email. Email. That's kind of what I was thinking too. All right. Would you rather spend a week in the woods or a week in the city? Oh, man. Uh, Woods. All right. Last question. Last but not least. Between these two countries, if you had an all-expense paid vacation, which would you pick? The Bahamas or Canada? I would pick the Bahamas, but there would be a problem when I take my shirt off. The divorce rate would go up. Oh, my. <laughs> I feel like we should edit that out of the podcast. All right, folks, that's been the Richard Riddell Minute. All right, we're back today with our topic, how to study your Bible, how to study your Bible. We have five C's, actually six C's, on how to study your Bible. We've already been over the first C. The first C is obey the command in 2 Timothy because the Bible says that study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that's our overarching C. Why is it even important to study the Bible? Because when we have a proper view of Scripture, we obey the command of Scripture to study the Bible. And so here's five practical C's on how to help you know how to create a system to study your Bible. The first one is get a calendar. Get a calendar. Yeah, I I, I know that that may um, kind of surprise you a little bit. And say, yeah. What does that have to do with the Bible? But what I found is what gets scheduled it gets done. That's the truth. And if you put time on your calendar to study the Word of God, whether it's 10 minutes or 50 minutes, you need to get it on the calendar. Absolutely. What I'm saying is make an appointment with God. All the time we do this, folks. You know, over the last several weeks as graduations have been happening, it's summertime here in South Jersey, and, uh, you know, graduation parties have been the thing to do mm-hmm. uh, because people are graduating. And so whenever I get that invitation, I make an appointment on my calendar to attend a party. No different than the word of God. The Bible says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. So that is an invitation from Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, for you to study the Bible. And so you ought to take that invitation, make an appointment with that invitation, put it on your calendar. Hey, this is the time every single day I am going to study the word of God. 
Yep. When, when is that for you? What does that look like for you? I, I am a morning. I like to do that in the morning. Uh, get that uh, taken care of in the morning. I feel like it starts my day off the right way. Yeah, I'm with you too. Um, I know you and I both, we live very busy lives. Mm -hmm. um, and I know this, as soon as 7.30 rolls around, there's going to be somebody needing my attention from 7.30 a.m. till probably 8 or 9 p.m. at night every day. Whether right. that be my family, church members, work, you know, whatever it's going to be, there's somebody needing my time. All of that. And then by the time all that's over, I'm just ready to unplug and, and talk to my wife and, you know, wind down for the day. And I don't want to have my leftovers um, given to the Lord. And so for me personally, I love to dive into the word first thing in the morning, same as you. But uh, no matter that, what no matter what it is for you, you know, some of you maybe, I know there's guys in the church, they they work in Philly all night long. Right, um, right. And so, you know, maybe 5.30 in the morning is not the best time yep. uh, for, for you to open the word of God. Maybe it is three in the afternoon, or maybe it is at eight o'clock at night, right before you go onto your shift, because that's kind of how your life is. There's nothing spiritual about the time, but there is something about just making the time. Exactly. Put it on so your calendar. get a calendar. All right, number two. Number two is get a copy and uh, get yourself a good study Bible. Um, one of them that I've come across recently, I shouldn't say I've come across it recently. It's just a newer study Bible. Yeah. Is the Life Application uh, Study Bible. Really good. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very good one. Um, and so, uh, but there's many different places where, uh, one could pick up a good uh, study Bible. What would you recommend, Rich? Yeah, so there's a lot of different views on this. I know a lot of the younger generation, uh, especially myself, you know, you like to have your Bible in your iPad or, or on your phone or, or on your computer, and I think that's great. Um, in fact, I do that very often. But for, for me personally, whenever I study the Word of God, I've got to get the technology out because um, my phone just blows up all the time at all different times. And so I, if I don't get that out, it's just going to be a distraction for me personally. Yep. Um, so I just prefer a printed copy of scripture um, for my study. And so uh, for me personally, I carry Cambridge Bibles. I love Cambridge Bibles. I have two of them. I have a wide margin Cambridge Bible, and I also have a, uh, a preaching Bible. That's, that's Cambridge. Um, and both of those came from a place called uh, Christian Book Distributors. It's a very large distributing company for uh, Christian books, and you can find some great Bibles on there. But um, there is a company in the Northeast called Paul's Leather Company. Paul's yep. Leather Company. Um, you can find them through a Google search, but they make some absolutely uh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful Bibles um, for pretty affordable cost. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all handmade leather, and and they just they do some really good work there, um, as well as the Shiler Company. That's C uh, S C H U Y L E R Shiler Company. Is that what you have? Yeah, it's. Um S C H U Y L E R. Yeah. This is this is one of their Bibles right here. I've got a couple of these. Uh, I haven't got a Paul's Bible yet. I really want one. I've seen them. Right. They look fantastic. But this is an, another good one, um, and it's it's a little bit uh, different with the notes. But for a study Bible, um, if I was going to probably do a study Bible, I would look for something like the Life Application because mm -hmm. of the the notes in there to be able to help. And you can find those on Amazon, Christian Book Distributors. My mom, I know personally, has one that's a leather leather edition of that. Uh, I bought it for her a few years ago for Christmas because that's what she uses in studying the Bible. Um, great Bibles, great Bibles. You can find them all over the place. Uh, but yeah, get a copy of the scripture. So let's talk about that copy of scripture a little bit. Um, what are 
are some things that you look for in that copy of scripture? Well, I, I look that it's an accurate translation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it needs to be accurate. There's two things. Um, there, there's what's called formal equivalence and dynamic equivalence. I'm not okay. trying to get too technical here. Formal equivalence has to do more with word for word mm-hmm. translation, where dynamic equivalence has to do with more of a thought that the, the writer was trying to get across. And uh, so make sure you have an accurate translation, um, not a paraphrase. Um, and uh, at Open Bible, we use the King James translation, um, right? Mm-hmm. Translation, and uh, and that's what I use for a majority of my study and sermon prep uh, when it comes to the translation issue. Uh, but I know some uh, other good men that have used um, different translations. For example, uh, some of you may be familiar with, uh, others may not. But the founder of the Sword of the Lord, it's he is uh, that that's a, that's a a newspaper, a Christian newspaper right. um, that's really focused on like soul winning and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the founder of the Sword of Lord uh, quoted and used uh, the American Standard in his study and at times in his preaching. Um, C.H. Spurgeon loved the King James and he used that a lot of times, but he also referenced and quoted from the revised version and sometimes even used the revised version to quote unquote correct, if you will, mm-hmm. the uh, King James. So basically we just want an accurate text exactly. of scripture. And, and and so you need to find yourself an accurate text of scripture. And we know so many good mm. preachers, so many good preachers. Um, and really I would call them men of God who have been used of God to see literally tens of thousands of people come to know Jesus Christ as their savior and begin their journey of discipleship. Men like John MacArthur, Adrian Rogers, Charles Stanley, Billy Graham, David Jeremiah, W.A. Criswell, one of my favorites, uh, Jerry Falwell, James Kennedy. All of these men use things that were not the King James translation, but yet they were used of God in an incredible way. So it's not necessarily about which translation, which translation, but it's about the accuracy of right. the translation. And, and it really goes, uh, and we won't get into this, but it's just, it's technical stuff. Yeah. That, uh, it's preacher talk. Okay? Right, right, right. Um, it, it has to do with the underlying text. And so, uh, brothers, if you're out there and you're listening to this, look, we, we're not trying to start a confusion or anything like that. I personally use the King James. Right. This is what we use at our church and uh, for teaching, preaching, memorizing with our children and things like that. Uh, we're not here to start a firestorm uh, on Twitter or anything like that. We're just letting you know that it's key to have an accurate translation, and the King James is an accurate translation. Yeah, we would say it's good for faith and practice. Exactly. Absolutely. So exactly. get a copy of Scripture and just and fall in love with that. You know, make right. it your own. Uh, you know, maybe the younger folk, you like to put, uh, you know, your stickers in your Bible or, or, you know, colorful tabs on your Bible to be able to know where to where to turn. But, you know, make it your own. You know, get it, get it to be a personal copy of Scripture. I always, I go back to this, you know, I think of our phones all the time. There's thousands and thousands of different phone cases, you know, right. that are cool and different and some are sleek. Like mine's very black and sleek leather, but you know, my wife's is bright red, you know, because it shows that, that personality, that fun side or whatever. Um, your Bible's no different, you know, make it personal, make it a copy of scripture for you. Um, so get a calendar and get a copy of scripture. Um, also get it, get a concordance. What is a concordance? Well, it, it's it's a place where you can be able to look up uh, supporting verses for a verse that you may be studying. So you would, might be uh, looking up 2 Timothy uh, 2.15. And then what a concordance will do, it will show you similar words and even sometimes, depending on the type of concordance, the thoughts that are used. And the reason that you want to have a concordance to be able to show you supporting verses is because, to be honest with you, the best 
interpreter of the Bible is the Bible itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and and let me just caution us, too, on getting a study Bible. I'm thankful for all the notes that they have in there. Yeah. They're good, but they're not They're not God-breathed. They're man's thoughts. Yeah, Schofield's a brilliant man. Right. You know, the guys that wrote the uh, the, the life application, they're brilliant people, but right. they're not God. Right. And they're not the people who wrote the Bible. And so don't take somebody's notes as doctrine. Correct. But it's not bad to cross-reference and find out a different perspective. And it's no different than reading broadly, mm-hmm. but, you know, reading with a very discerning mind, discerning heart. But with the concordance, it brings you to other portions of Scripture that will help you understand that verse better Mm -hmm. and like i said the best interpretation of the bible the best interpreter of scripture is scripture itself absolutely what's the bible say line upon line precept upon precept absolutely and if you don't know where to find a concordance um there are some great ones out there Uh, i don't know which ones that that you would typically use um i've got a couple in my office uh, but i also have some that i use on my computer um, there's several really good ones. If you just, you know, Google the first, first concordance that you come up to, maybe that's not the perfect one, but there are some really, really good ones out there. And if you're like, man, I, I'd like to start using a concordance, but I just don't know where to start. You know, send us an email. We'd love to help you at uh, podcast at openbiblenj.org. We'd love to help you find the right concordance, get the right concordance, but um, you can order those same places that you would order a Bible, you know, uh, right. Amazon or, or uh, Christian book distributors. They have good concordances in all those places. What's one that you would say personally, like I, I usually like using this, this concordance. Um, I, I'm a classic kind of guy when it comes to that. And so I'll use Strong's. Yeah. Strong's is exactly yeah. is like it's, what I used to. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it stood the test of time and it's easy. It is. It's an easy, it's a very it easy really one is. to navigate. Very hey, easy. Remember I'm a convenience guy. Yep. Right? Very good. Very good. All right. So we've got so far, you got to have a calendar. Mm-hmm. You got to have a copy of the word of God. Yep. You got to have a concordance yep. to study the word of God. What's number four? Uh, get a commentary commentary. I love this. I love this. We're going to get into this. Go ahead. And um, this is how, this is where you get another person's thoughts on this passage of scripture Mm -hmm. um, on a particular word, a topic, a doctrine Mm -hmm. um, that you're studying. And and just like a, a carpenter has different tools in his Mm -hmm. toolbox. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, You know, I'm not a carpenter, but I, I found out there's different types of hammers, you know, and the same thing with concordances. There's different types of concordances, and I'm sorry, I said concordance. I mean commentaries, different types of commentaries, and the, the type of commentary that you use will help you in uh, what you are studying, Right. and so you need to have the right tool. Yeah, and I found personally as I get into different commentaries, um, you like different people's writings in different ways. Um, I was given, my, my grandfather was a, a pastor for over 50 years before wow. he passed, and, um, you know, he has a whole commentary set of Matthew Henry's mm. commentaries, which is one of the more famous ones. Um, and he told me, you know, whenever I die, you know, all these different commentaries I have, they're yours. And so, you know, I've looked at several of those. My personal favorite has been the J. Vernon McGee um, commentaries on the Bible. I really enjoy the way he writes. Um, I enjoy what he, some of the things he says. I don't always agree with everything mm-hmm. he says, but I, but I do enjoy some of his. Um, and so, you know, you know, check those out. Check, check out all the, there, there are literally... Uh, I would, I would, I don't know this to be accurate a hundred percent, but I would guess that there's probably thousands uh, of different commentaries from different men that have written on the word of God. Um, and so just find you one that you like, because it really does getting another perspective really does help you see the word of God in, in a deeper light. Um, no different than getting a different perspective on, Hey, should I buy this car? Right. Well, let me have a different mechanic look at it to see if he has the same opinion. Okay. 
uh, that the Bible will work in the same way. What are some of the commentaries that, that you go to that you enjoy? Um, well, one thing that, that I do not do any longer, when I first started out, I would buy sets of commentaries. Right, right. I don't do that any longer. What I do is I buy individual book commentaries. For example, someone um, uh, maybe is writing on Proverbs or mm-hmm. on Hebrews or on one of the Gospels. And the reason that I do that is because there are specific men and women right. who have written commentaries that that is their expertise. Right, right. And, um, and you know, for being able to master, if you can really master a book of the Bible, but you know what I'm saying in context I, yeah. with that, okay? Yeah. So I will go to uh, different um, uh, authors. And I think there's a website out there called uh, bestcommentaries.com, and you Best can get a whole, whole list of different... Um, top commentaries. Yeah, and if you need any more information about commentaries, again, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll we'll try to put some of these links in the show notes for you um, so that you can get some of these links. One thing I like about commentaries as well, and um, this is not in the notes, I'm going to go a little bit off script a little sure. bit, but one of the things I, I like about commentaries is not only can you read others' commentaries, but they have a, a system now called the journaling Bible mm-hmm. where you can kind of commentary for yourself. Right. Um, and I, man, I love that. If you've never looked into the journaling Bible, I would recommend highly somebody that wants to get into a specific book to do that. What they do is they make a, a, a book, a leather bound book that is just specific to, like you said, one book of the Bible. So like, let's say if you want to take the book of Proverbs, for example, there would be the book of Proverbs and whatever version you know you want to get. But then on the sides of that, there would be lines like a journal so that as you learn Proverbs chapter one, Proverbs chapter two, you can write right along the scripture, you know, here's how God is speaking to me through this today. Here's how I'm interpreting this for my personal walk right now. Mm-hmm. And what's beautiful about that, you know, if you have those commentaries that you've written, maybe five, six, seven years down the road, oh, I'm going to read that again. And then you you can look back and you can see some of the goodness of God, like, God, you you helped me through that season. You know, you helped me learn that lesson. And and I thank you for how I can look back now and see that. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and it's, it's, it really is. Um, but you need a good commentary. And one, one of the things that you want to take a look at, there are different different types of commentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned Jay Vernon McGee. He would be right. considered a pastoral right. commentary. There, just like there's different hammers that I mentioned, there are different commentaries. So, and again, um, just you might want to write these down. It might be a help to you. That there's devotional type commentaries, um, and there's pastoral type commentaries. The devotional slash pastoral are, are closely closely related. Right. I would look at uh, Warren Wiersbe. Yeah, uh, devotional slash pastoral, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. very good. Um, then there's theological commentaries. Right, there are exegetical commentaries. There are uh, systematic commentaries. There are probably about the five major type of commentaries that you can uh, take a look at. So, if, like, if everybody's uh, looking at all these different commentaries, okay, where do I start? I'm, I was just I gonna, I was yeah, just yeah. gonna tell you that <laughs> I, I think the best place for someone to start would be with a devotional type of commentary okay. uh, or a pastoral, those two right there. When you start getting to like the exegetical, that, that's getting into the underlying uh, Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. Mm-hmm. It can be very weighty. Right. Uh, they can be very dry. Right. It's more about etymology of words and things like that. But um, those who are into that, it, it can that can be exciting for them. Yeah, know? some of these words we're using right now are even above my vocabulary, and so I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just. If you're listening today, you know, just put that aside for later, and uh, and maybe you know, in a little bit, we'll get back to, to something. And so let's let's just review for a second. We got a calendar, right? That's important in studying the Bible. A copy is a sto- is important in studying the Bible. 
A concordance is important in studying the Bible. A commentary is important in studying the Bible. And then uh, last but certainly not least, um, a computer is important in studying the Bible. And there's a lot we're going to talk about here very quickly. But um, why is this important? Well, when I, I, I put the word computer in there because <laughs> you don't need necessarily a computer, but you could use a notebook, but computer really helps with the alliteration. Yeah, and everything that's alliterated is more spiritual. And it, so we exactly. just we just use the word computer. Exactly. But anyway, uh, the idea here is like the journaling Bible, put down what God's teaching you. Put down okay. what God's teaching you. You know, if you're sitting in a meeting at work and you don't take notes, that's foolish. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're not able to go back and, and regurgitate. All right, what uh, what was I said in that meeting? And what was that all about? And what are my go-tos now? What are my next steps? Mm-hmm. The word of God's no different. Right. You, you ought to chronicle what God's doing in your life. Right. Basically, what I'm saying to you is get a place to systematically store your findings. Right. Okay. So if uh, maybe you you decide to do yours by topic, Mm -hmm. you can put, uh, okay, uh, love. Mm -hmm. And then all the stuff that you find on love, you're going to put in that section. You could put uh, uh, maybe... um, resurrection and all the things. So you just need a place to be able to store and be able to retrieve your findings to be able to help you grow in the things of the Lord. Right. Um, you can use a pen and paper, uh, but a computer makes it a whole lot faster when you want to search. Absolutely. And one thing I love about having a computer with your Bible study is I'm telling you folks, there are thousands upon thousands of resources mm-hmm. and and not all of them are great resources but there are a lot of really good resources on the internet of how to study your bible and so not only does it give you a place to chronicle and record but it also gives you a place where you can like you said quickly search uh you could have your your commentary your concordance and your notes all pulled up on one screen in one place and you can just say okay i'm going to use this in order to make my bible study the best it can be i think there's great apps for your computer as well like you version right um you version has just so much content built in. Um, it's got Bible studies built in. It's got commentaries built in. It's got a concordance built in to you version. It's a great place. There's another one called the Blue Letter Bible. Yes. Um, Blue Letter Bible is also one that's like that. It's got so much, uh, so much content right there at your fingertips beyond the scripture um, that points you back to the scripture. And, and so get yourself somewhere where you can chronicle, but also get you somewhere where you can use all the tools that have been provided for you um, to do this. I think of the old, you know, the, the olden times of Israel and how they would have to get up in front of a man and listen to this man, read the scrolls of all the word of God and how blessed we are today to now in 2020 have so much at our fingertips. Um, but yet so many times we, we say, oh, it's hard to study the word of God. Right. Okay, let's think about this for a second, folks. It's so much easier to study the word of God now than it ever has been in the history of mankind. But yet, sometimes we fall short. And the reason we fall short sometimes is simply because we don't have a system on where to study the word of God. It's very true. And so I would encourage you to make sure that you get a calendar. Yeah. Get a copy. Yeah. Get a concordance commentary and then a computer and start your Bible study because remember in our first episode how you view your Bible will determine the direction of your life and if we are systematically studying the word of God I'm going to tell you something God will change your life you'll get to know God on another level 
And if you're listening today and you know, you're like, wow, that's great information. I'm so excited about doing this, but you're a little overwhelmed. I would say this, start with one, Mm -hmm. start with one. Okay. Decide today when I'm going to study the Bible. Yep. Maybe decide tomorrow what Bible I'm going to get. Mm -hmm. You know, let's go find one. A lot of times when we try to bite off the whole thing at once, it's it's overwhelming, especially for a new Christian. Sure. Especially for somebody who's just starting out on the faith. But today, if you can take that step to just start in the future, you will see some great, great dividends. And so that's our encouragement to you today. Don't bite off more than you can chew, but just start something today that you can see success in the long run. Hey, well, Rich, I really appreciate this time and spending it with you and and talking about how to study your Bible. And I pray that uh, God will use this in the lives of many, many people. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring God's Word to basic principles. If you have a question about anything that you heard today, send us an email at podcast at openbiblenj.org. As well as you can reach out to us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod. Follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you're listening today and this was a help to you in any way, share it with a friend and give us a like and a subscribe and give us a rating so that way we can help this get to more people so that we can continue to bring God's word to basic principles.